Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined once again by Steve March Torme and his nephew, Hunter March. <laughs> yes. oh, hey, Steve, thanks for bringing your nephew to work today. Appreciate it. <laughs> it was bring it was bringing nephew to work today, and you're the only one that's not working. So, you know, I figured I could. Uh, <laughs> thank no, you. Actually, thank actually, you. he did have to work to get this uh, going, to get the three way calling going. That's true, uh, and and please tell your listeners who Hunter is for those you know five or six people who may not know. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Hunter is uh, the ex-host of Emo Genius. He's a social media star, uh, YouTuber, producer, actor, and voiceover artist, as well as an author. Basically, there's nothing this guy cannot do. He, he Hunter's a Renaissance man and an expert on cupcakes. Yeah, Michael, I feel like you left out the two only credits I have going right now, oh. <laughs> which is uh, my Netflix show, Sugar Rush, in which I host a competition baking show. Um, and then I just, my new show on E! just launched on Monday, and it's kind of a late night talk show, a la Chelsea Handler. Um, and it's really fun. It's kind of like my dream show, and I'm doing it every week for the next three months. And then it's about uh, a lot about pop culture, right? It's a lot about pop culture. It's on E, so it has to be. But um, it, it's it's a real blast to do that show because my humor, as hopefully we don't get too deep into, is yeah. a little bit darker than than I allude to in kind of some of the family family content that I bring to the <laughs> to the sweet sweet world. Are you kind of like uh, the, the Bob Saget of television, would you say? I mean, you're clean on TV, but then away from it, maybe not so much. You know, He's, a, he's not as dark as Saget. <laughs> Few people feel, are, are as sick as Saget. <laughs> I don't feel like I should, while my you know, career is kind of taking off, start making the comparisons to Bob Saget. Oh, but okay, right. I do feel like eventually, yeah, I do, I do uh, think if anyone... If I ever did stand up, it would be it would probably be the end of the rest of my job. Well, I compare you more to like a Bob Goldthwait, but that's me. <laughs> Bobcat <laughs> that's just because you hate my voice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so Hunter. Well, actually, I, I want to start off with Steve real quick. Uh, just asking this question. Um, so, Steve, you, your dad was in television, and he was a, a game show host of the popular sixty-four thousand dollars question. And now you have a nephew who's also a game show host. Was it, is it kind of interesting to watch uh, your nephew be a game show host just like your dad was? Well, I, I think these circles in this family are, are kind of uncanny. Um, you know, my stepdad, Hal March, was an extremely successful game show host. I ended up singing on a, on a game show for three years. Never expected that to happen with $100,000 name that tune. And now Hunter... Uh, is a game show host, and Hunter's very funny, and he's very engaging, he's very smart, he's very photogenic, so none of this is surprising to me. It's just, these circles are so crazy. Uh, you know, my real father being uh, a jazz singer, uh, that's mostly what I do is, is jazz singing. Uh, the fact that, that my, my dad worked with Liza Minnelli a great deal, he was the musical director for her TV show. I produced her daughter's album, um, oh, I mean, I met Judy Garland, he worked with Judy Garland, Judy Garland I produced yeah. Liza Minnelli's album, for Columbia, so I'm sure that there'll be more stuff that'll happen in Hunter's life 
that will uh, that will shadow or echo something that's happened in the family before. Uh, but it's fun because my daughters really like Hunter, and they've got his book and they've read it. And when he's on TV, they they kind of call me into the room, and I always say, "Well, who's that?" And <laughs> they say, "Well, that, that's Hunter." So it's it's kind of neat to see him on television. You know, he's having a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the circles are kind of the circles are kind of coming together already because I recently started dating Liza Minnelli. Exactly. I was not gonna. I, you didn't want me to talk about that. I wasn't gonna say. Anything. I felt comfortable. Michael's making me feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. well, she's, I'm, she's I'm a glad. good. She's a good ten years older than you, easily, right? Like ten years. Uh, we don't talk about it. She doesn't like to talk about it, but I guess that's probably why it works. Okay. I got it since so. No, yeah. but uh, Hunter, since since you touched on it, are are you dating anybody? Oh, let's hop into the heat, you know? <laughs> hey, you're on E, so let's go for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm on E, so might as well share everything. I yeah. am not dating anyone at the moment. No, I, uh, I'm i enjoying a, a, a single life that is very interesting. You know, dating apps and um, being a, a F-list celebrity, it's kind of interesting. F-list celebrity? Well, he's F-list. not really an F list. No, he's, oh. he's he's higher than that. You're kind of a D list celebrity, or even an E, or you know what? More appropriately, E. Okay. okay. Oh, that's cute. I'm an E list celebrity. So <laughs> See, that's why I'm here. By See? the way, uh, coincidentally, I am not dating right now. Oh, you're uh, not. Oh. Main re- no, and the main reason would be my wife would be really pissed. So that's why oh. I'm not doing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I hope that you gentlemen are able to find someone because of this show that you guys are doing. I'm sure that if someone was to reach out to you because of it, just make sure I, I get the credit now, okay? Yeah, well, dude, if you guys are interested in dating a 27-year-old who kind of <laughs> really has almost none of the world figured out but thinks he does, um, then go ahead and just send me a DM saying I'm ready to make a big mistake. <laughs> uh, I, I I think this is going to be a big boost for your dating life. This particular show, Hunter. I think this I really is, do. Too. This could be it. Yeah, I'm I'm taken. I'm I'm already taken. So there's not an issue for me. Oh, okay. All right. right. So if you were interested in Steve, say you're around his age, eighty or ninety, <laughs> and you're looking for that was just too easy. Way too easy. <laughs> for, those of for, for those of you who are hooked up to oxygen tanks and really want to go out and have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's share that tank, baby. Get a little lightheaded. Come on. So, Hunter, uh, going going to uh, emo genius. I do want to talk about that. Um, so, uh, I I just want to say first off, I do know uh, one of your producers that you had, uh, Craig Craig Brooks. Yeah, of course. Craig's great. Yeah, Craig is great. I mean, I've gotten to have lunch with him, and uh, he's just absolutely fantastic. He, uh, I think, there's a running joke that goes that he looks like Kenny from South Park. Uh, and maybe I don't know if that's a, a you know a good thing to say about anyone since no one knows what Kenny looks like. But well, okay, um, that, that's true. That's true. I just wanted to throw I, that in there. You know what? And you I'll, and I'll you did, it. Michael, and, and, and I'm sure you regret it now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so going going back to uh, emo genius, I do want to uh, talk about that. Um, how how come you guys were not renewed for uh, another season? Oh, so now we're getting into the sad part of the podcast? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> um, Emo Genius was my first TV show that I ever did that was recurring, and we did 40 episodes in two weeks. And it was this whirlwind of kind of like learning and experience and 
meeting new people and, and, and people in this traditional world that I never kind of tapped into. So, I mean, I was beyond thrilled to do it. And every day was like walking into the best job of my life. And then I kept thinking to myself, this is what I want. This is what I need. I mean, once I get a TV show, everything kind of changes. I'm a big celebrity. And then I realized uh, that's not how it works at all. <laughs> and sometimes if your show's on Game Show Network or any kind of, I mean, channel on cable right now, it's not guaranteed that your show's going to be a big hit and that, you know, you're going to kind of keep going. So that itself was a big learning experience. And while I was upset that it didn't keep going, because I would have loved, I mean, had they said, hey, we're going to do 150 more episodes, I would have said yes in a heartbeat. Yeah. But while that didn't happen, uh, just because I think, you know, things changed at networks and, you know, I think maybe they were trying to skew young with our show and then maybe they decided to go back to kind of their core demo, which is a little bit older at Game Show Network and right, maybe yeah. whatever their reasoning was, I would have done it. But also if I hadn't done this show in the first place, there's no way I would have gotten Sugar Rush, the show that um, you didn't know I had or uh, <laughs> Nightly Club on the, the other show. <laughs> Wow. Well, all of this is, you know, all of this stuff as you as you are learning is synchronistic. Um, there are there are no books written that tell you a blueprint as to how to become successful in show business. Uh, you literally, I mean, things just kind of bounce from here to there. You can get a phone call out of the blue from somebody you've never heard from before, and three years later, you're working in a hit show on Broadway, and you tell the story of I got a call out of the blue, and that's happened to me a number of times. And I'm sure Hunter feels the same way about doing. Uh, the first show he did, which was obviously kind of a real niche audience. I mean, you know, people in their, you know, 60s and up don't necessarily even know what emojis are, or let's go a little higher than that. But they were trying to skew to a, a lower, a, a lower age audience, and that is a niche, uh, a niche audience. But every single time you step in front of the camera, you learn something. So that you know, we'll be talking to Hunter in four years, and he'll be doing another show and saying, "Well, here's what I learned from from uh, Sugar Rush." So. You know, all all of these learning experiences just right. you know, make you better at what you're doing. So, uh, Hunter, did they find you off of uh, your your um, YouTube videos to host Emo Genius? You know what? They actually uh, found me through Awesomeness TV, which I'd been with for seven years, and it was actually interesting. I I had a meeting with them, just kind of a general meeting at Game Show Network, and they kind of. Looked at each other, uh, Shelly and another person um, who, whose name I'm blanking on right now, and um, they said, we have the show that we're testing for right now. We already did auditions and callbacks, but we're at the testing stage, and you should come in and test for it. And I don't know how familiar you or your audience is with the whole auditioning process, but when you audition, and then you get a call back, and then you get to go test at that point, I mean, it's been whittled down from potentially 200 people to 10 people. And if you're that person who just went through all those rounds of testing, I mean, of all those rounds of auditions and callbacks, you're nervous now at the test. Right. I luckily, I luckily didn't have any of that stress. I was like, well, this is a fake thing. Like, why would they let me come test for this? I'll just have fun. And I didn't have any of the weight of, um, of that that pressure of already did two good ones. Make let's make sure this third one's uh, out of the park as well. And then a funny story I found out through a friend of mine. I told him I was like, I'm going into test for this. You want to help me out? And they're like, you know, what's funny is your other buddy, 
um, is also going out for that. You know, he, he did the audition callback and he's testing for it as well. And I said, well, isn't that funny? And he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. And, uh, so I went and I did the test and then they called me and I was ecstatic. I mean, I was jumping up and down. I was high-fiving people. I didn't know. And, um, I got the part and I was, and I realized, oh, I have a double date set up with the guy that also tested for it. Uh, and our, our uh, respective girlfriends and he, uh, we're at the dinner and I, I, my girlfriend goes, don't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I'm not going to bring it up. Obviously. I don't, you know, I have no interest in kind of gloating and we're having dinner. And then as soon as the girlfriends start talking to each other and me and him start talking to each other, he goes, dude, you're never going to believe this. And I go, what? He goes, I was out for this thing for game show network and they loved me. And they kept saying that, you know, it looked like it was going to be my part. It was 40 episodes, already greenlit. And I'm just looking at him. My heart is in my stomach. And he goes, and they just, they called me and they said, hey, unfortunately, they're going to go with someone else. But they wanted to go with you. But the network is going to go with someone else. Mm. And then I looked, uh, it got real quiet for a second. I looked at him and I said, hey, dude, I got, I got good news and bad news. <laughs> Bad news and the good news is that I got it. Oh. <laughs> wow! So you just him right then and there. Yeah, I mean, there was no way to I, you know, I wasn't gonna wait for him to see the show, but he, you know, me and him were buddies, and he understood, and it was it was a really, I mean, a funny moment, but just unfortunate that we're both, uh, you know, we're both white guy hosts going out for the same roles, you know. Na- you nature, do? that's the nature of the business. Now, here's the part of that story that I find that I don't really believe. Okay. And I have a girlfriend, or I had a girlfriend. Well, no, the fact that you started two sentences with me and him. But that's me. Oh, him and I. He and I. <laughs> Thank you. There are no sentence that starts with him. Stop it. This is why this is a podcast. <laughs> oh. Uh, unless, of course, <laughs> unless you are doing an old cowboy and Indian you know, TV show, and you mm, him bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think I think uh, I think we've had enough of Steve. What do you think, Mike? I oh, think yeah, we've had yeah, enough of Steve. <laughs> yeah, sorry, oh, Steve. Wow. This is turning. And right. also, <laughs> cowboy, cowboy, and Native American. While we're on it, Steve. you are correct, sir. You are correct. <laughs> yes, yes. Cowboy yes. and Native American, like Cochise. That's right. So, uh, him, right. him drink fire water. Oh, you can't do that. That's not, you can't do that. We might have to cut said. this part of the episode out, Steve. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what the beauty of it, the beauty of editing. Michael can do anything he wants. I don't think Michael's edited one of his podcasts ever. And now he's got to think, he's got to oh, be like, God. how do I go into edit this? How do I get this out? Yeah. Oh, well. I'm gonna. Do you edit your podcast, Michael? I'm. I'm going to keep this. I, I like this baby. <laughs> Just literally watch. This is what you can do. You can cut it out as soon as we said. Uh, uh, as soon as we said. Um, and, oh, and Steve, it's Native American. Cut it out right before that, and then we'll bring it back right here. Ready and Mike, any questions? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No, but uh, I, I do want to ask you, though, when you got the job for um, for Emo Genius, was it kind of interesting to get the job knowing that your grandfather was also a, a game show host? Of course. That was in my mind. I mean, as soon as I found out Game Show Network wanted to meet with me, I kept thinking about how, and, um, you know, I said it a couple times, but 
I always think it'd be interesting. Like if he was watching, I think he'd, I think he'd be asking himself, "What's an emoji?" You know what I mean? And that would be his only thought. But maybe, I maybe. I, I think he'd also probably be a little, he'd be a little proud. I think he'd be excited to see right, that. Right, right. Because you are, because Hunter, you are the the third generation March to actually be inside of uh, uh, entertainment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Skipped a generation. My father decided. Uh, <laughs> 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 if you were if you were doing that on purpose, that'd be a good dig on me. That would have been very good. Obviously, with Steve, it skipped a generation, but at least I brought yeah, back yeah, some yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Steve, Steve. Uh, Steve, Steve uh, made his own little niche, and uh, he has something that if I could do what Steve did, does, which is sing and even hold a tune or find pitch, I it would be my number one job in the world. I think it would be the coolest thing. I watch Steve on stage, and I'm beyond envious. It's probably the only thing I'd rather be doing than hosting would be to be a rock star, to be a, a Mick Jagger on stage. Well, your your grandfather would be very proud of you. I mean, how does it feel to know that? Because it is strange to know that you never got a chance to meet your grandfather. I only met one grandparent, and that was grandma. That was uh, yeah. That's your mom, it. And that's it. My my mom's parents both passed away before I was born, and or maybe right right afterwards. I don't know. And um, and then uh, yeah, Hal passed away when my dad was. 14 or 13, right? Yeah, it's, it's so strange because there are people that, you know, have grandparents who are alive in their 90s, and uh, all of my, you know, my, my parents on both sides, everybody's gone, and you didn't even get a chance to meet Hal. It's, you know, roll the dice. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Hunter. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I mean, basically, Steve, you had said that uh, Hal, Hal had died when, when, you were, <clears throat> when you were very young. When I was, yeah, I mean, Hunter had no, not even close. Uh, his, yeah. Hunter's dad was 14, so it, it's a shame. But we do have, we do have uh, film, we do have a video of, of Hal, so hopefully Hunter's seen some of that and uh, got a chance. I mean, it's pretty obvious who Hunter's father's father was. I mean, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey March and his dad, Hal, my stepfather, uh, have a lot of uh, physical traits in common. Now, uh, so yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, I, so basically, Hunter, um, <clears throat> this is something that I think that my listeners might be interested in knowing. Um, did you manage to? Uh, I hate to kind of ask this question, but uh, but j- just for the record, I mean, knowing how you are the grandson of of um, uh, another game show host, did that do you think kind of led to the job of emo genius? I don't know. I mean, there might have been some nostalgia. Maybe one executive producer over there thought, well, this will appeal to, you know, a small portion of people. But I don't think so. You know, I think I definitely think that I gravitated towards hosting and specifically game shows. I, you know, when I got the game show gig and I was doing it, I kept telling, you know, my executive producers, I was like, this is the easiest job in the world. I love this. And then they told me, they're like, game shows are one of the hardest things to host because there's so much to juggle and you have rules and regulations. And I think, and it just kind of showed me that it was just such a natural inclination to host a game show for me that um, I, kn- I knew it must have been somewhat in the blood or must have been somewhat ingrained somehow that this would be something that I would be decent at and love doing. 
I, I, I think that it was just complete circumstance. Hunter would be good at hosting um, a talk show. Hunter's, Hunter's got a quick mind, and he's funny, and he's bright. And I think it just, it just turned out to be a game show. I think that's just a circumstance, because he could probably host any kind of show. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead, kind go of ahead. doing the talk show right now with Nightly Pop on I mean, it's, it's the most that I can kind of be myself, which has been nice. Because, I mean, when you do a game show, it's not about you as the host unless you're Steve Harvey. And even in that case, you know, his Boy. greatest quality Boy. is he's, his greatest quality is that he can make himself look fantastic no matter the situation and he can be as relatable as anyone else in the world i mean um it's just never about the host on a game show and i i think steve is right when he says that that is kind of like something that i'm more passionate about is being able to share opinions of myself being able to be mm-hmm. funny um being able to make the jokes the priority of the show and the and the humor and the camaraderie over the game and the contestants but i love doing both you know and i feel like there's exclusivities, you know, every time I do a different show, I can't do any more of it. So as soon as my exclusivity with Emo Genius is done, or maybe, who knows, maybe they'll throw a Hail Mary and bring it back now that I've got another show. But um, I would love to do more game shows. I'd love to do any, anything game. So, uh, Hunter, t- talk to us about what goes on uh, behind the scenes leading up to the taping of the episode. What is the host doing before they, they come on to hosting the show? Drinking heavily. Drinking, yeah. right? <laughs> um, a little, you know. I I don't drink before the shows, Stephen. But, <laughs> I know. Um, some people, I guess, some people need it to get through their uh, musical sets. So I. Uh, oh. oh wow. I, uh, I before the show. I mean, it was my first show, so like I was excited that you know they would come into my dressing room in the morning and be like, "Hey, so what are you gonna want for lunch?" And I'm like, "What are my choices?" And they're like anything within 10 miles and i was like oh then i called my mom and i was like mom they just said i could order anything within 10 miles and then they're like do you want coffee and i'm like i don't but i don't want to lose this opportunity so go get me something (laughs) like i was just so excited i was so excited with every like little thing like that producers would come in and talk to me and walk me through who the contestants were i had a, a head writer who i would developed some jokes with and we had a few jokes that we would always kind of have in the back pocket for when we went out there and then i mean 60 to 80 percent of it was just improvised comedy and improvised with whatever the contestants were doing or wherever the game led which was always better for me than than telling jokes you know um i love improv it's mostly because i hate doing homework so improv is kind of like my number one once i discovered it i was like so you're saying I'm not supposed to prepare, and then, and then from there it was easy. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you just made it look so easy. I mean, you felt you looked like you were so comfortable there, and I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad that it never got renewed. But uh, but you did you did get another job though. Yeah, I've gotten a few more jobs uh, now. A few more. And, okay, um, fine. A few more. <laughs> yeah. Well, dang it, Michael. Well, you know, and Hunter is, is pointing to something that other people that are, that are not in the business probably never think about, but <clears throat> I, I can speak for musicians because I've been doing this a long time, and Hunter just brought up, you know, when you are working on a TV set, and all of a sudden there's free food and there's free drinks, even it's just coffee or, or 7-Up, people aren't used to that. That's one of the few little perks of, of uh, 
doing something in show business where someone says, all right, so what do you want for lunch? And you figure, well, I didn't bring my wallet with me. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. You're not paying for it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's one of the yeah. musicians, uh, when we go to do a gig and we find out, oh, no, your dinner's provided by the venue. The theater pays for your dinner. We're great about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They might it's be the paying best. us, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars for whatever we're doing, but if they give us a free fifteen dollar meal, we're very thankful. That's what we. Well, that's what we remember. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm in the business. That's the only real reason I am is because, like, you get a free sandwich once in a while. Yeah, and the best part is you don't have to give twenty five percent of it away to your agents, managers, and lawyers. You know, so you no, and you don't have to tip yourself. the you don't have to tip the people giving you the food. Yeah, you know? right. You know, I don't the give other them $3. Is, you don't even have to tip when you go out to restaurants anymore because you're a celebrity. And they just go, well, your your presence was kind of my tip. <laughs> yeah, you, you brought people in by being here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's a, Michael's going to cut out this one part where I say, I'm kidding. and Of course he is. <laughs> You're going to come up like a big ass. <laughs> so, uh, Hunter, I... So, Hunter... Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. ahead. No, no, oh, no, go ahead. Wait, who's who's the interviewer? No, I'm, I'm be quiet. This is your. This is your <laughs> no, I want to hear. No, Stephen, you've already started. Tell me what your question is. Or what I was going to ask if you have any other stuff in the pipeline that you are thinking of doing that I don't know about. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, I want to come to Wisconsin and visit you. That's for sure. Oh, did I just reveal where you live? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. With, come to Wisconsin, folks. You'll, you'll find me somehow. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I uh, I really want to. You know, it's funny is I really want to do a, a, a house flipping show with my dad. That makes sense. Does your you dad know, do I mean, this... house flipping? Yeah, we talked about we we talked about my father briefly and how it skipped a generation. I mean, my grandfather was one of the biggest celebrities in the world. I mean, with every opportunity in front of him and any. I mean, any. Actress in Hollywood, you know, he stole Mel Torme's uh, girlfriend wife. or wife. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he was living the life. And so my father inherited really just the women part of the whole Hal March equation. And he was okay with that. And, and he focused on that uh, for basically all of his high school and post-high school experience. And, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you that he's so proud of me that I have this drive to kind of do more because um he he's just excited about it and so he ended up going into construction uh which wasn't his first choice but he's good at it and he he's built you know he's built parts of my house he built parts of my mom's house his ex-wife uh he's just good at what he does and i think if i could do any project with anyone in the world it would be my brother and my dad and so we wanted to do a house flipping show together well, that would make sense. You know, his his dad, my you know, my brother Jeffrey, knows everything there is to know about building a house, and if he doesn't, he would figure it out quickly. And with Hunter's uh, personality, they could do a really interesting show. I mean, there's so many shows on HGTV that are like this, that are about you know fixing up houses and right. flip it or yeah. leave it or whatever they're called. But uh, yeah. he and Hunter and Jeffrey would be a, a great combination, be a great contrast. And Jeffrey's got a pretty good sense of humor, too, so it would be a real smart Alex show. It would be good. <laughs> yeah, so if any of your listeners have about $100,000 for a really convincing pilot, you, uh, again, DM me. There you go. Or if 
you want to date Hunter. No, okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, if you if you have a, a better yet, a woman with a hundred thousand dollars. Now yeah. you get to the best book for it. See, just uh, just lose cash. It's got to be cash. you know. <laughs> I don't want it to be tied up in investments and equity. I want it. I want cash in the bank. <laughs> so um, I forgot what what I was going to ask you, Rich. Oh, oh, uh, basically, uh, before you actually did go into entertainment, um, were, were your parents very supportive of it, or did your uh, dad try to talk you into staying in, in, in the construction business? No, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, my dad and my mom. Uh, my my mom is an accountant. They both said our our worst. I mean, it would be devastating to us, Hunter, if you were in either of these family businesses, because we know that we know that that's not what you want to do. We know that you're capable of so much more. I mean, my mom. You know, when I was younger and I was getting my first jobs, I was working at Starbucks for, you know, $9 an hour or whatever it was and using benefits I didn't need and whatever. Um, and I, my mom would offer me, like, she'd be like, hey, you can do data entry for me at my company for $20, $25 an hour because she was still saving money compared to what she paid other other people at her business. And... She was like, but don't get comfortable because this is not where you'll end up. This is just to give you a little play cash and, and you know, start start getting your bank accounts going. And Yeah, they all they, I told them I wanted to be a performer because I knew I just liked making people laugh. I liked being the center of attention. And they, yeah. they, went, they went through some years of me trying to be funny and ironically being the exact opposite of funny. That's well, people that yeah. people that are funny and people that are funny don't usually have to try. I mean, well, see, it, and the more you do that, the more you find that out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I I went through a phase of, you know, finding boundaries. What's okay yeah. to talk about? What's not okay to talk about? Seeing how many times you can repeat the same joke in a conversation <laughs> before everyone's annoyed. <laughs> and and I realized. I mean, Steve, we had dinners where, I mean, you oh, and yeah. Jeff, we, we thought it was funny, but it, it, by the end of it, you you were ready to go home, and you were thankful that you weren't my dad, you know? I get that. <laughs> yeah. Many a dinner at Versailles. Uh, many a dinner at Versailles. Versailles yeah. Shout out to Versailles. Um, best Cuban food in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, you know, because of that, I, I didn't really have a ton of friends growing up because I was always trying to perform and no one wants to be friends with the person who always needs to be the center of attention. Well, but you know what? That's not why you didn't have friends, but that's a whole nother okay. show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I, but I, it's funny. I, I bring that, I bring up the friend thing because my mom said, you know, the one thing you always wanted in high school and middle school and, and you didn't really have was, you know, because I said I wasn't really liked. I wasn't really likable because, again, I was always trying to be the center of attention. I realize now that, you know, if I have a friend like that, I'm like, hey, dude, calm down for a second. Um, so I get I get that feeling and I get why I wasn't exactly the most likable person. But my mom said she goes, it's ironic that in your words, you went from being very unlikable to picking the one job where the only requirement is to be likable. I mean, if you're a singer or an actor or any other type of performer, you could be a real a-hole and just be fantastic at what you do, an undeniable, an undeniable star, and people will, for, will, will forgive you, will love your music, will support you in some way. 
it's not going to be easy, but that you can do it. But with a host, the one job is you should you got to be likable in every home you're in, or most of them. And uh, I, I just find that irony kind of uh, interesting. Luckily, Steve yeah, is a very I, I agree nice with man. That. Pardon me? I said, luckily, Steve is a very, very nice man. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I am a nice person. Yes. You're, he's absolutely right, though. And and I do the same. You know, Hunter's seen me on stage a couple of times. But, you know, I do so many shows. And, and you know, I'm also on the radio every single day. And I, and, and I, I go through the same thing Hunter goes through. I want to be liked. You know, I don't get on stage figuring... Well, I don't really care about the audience, and you know, and I'm I'm really good. And come hear me sing. That's just stupid. My whole my whole uh, point of being there is for people afterwards want to hang out afterwards and and say, Jess, we had a great time at the show, and it seems like you're really easy to talk to. I said, Well, I am. I'm, I'm nobody important. I mean, I I like meeting people, and uh, I want people. Uh, when I get on stage, you know, people are going to know Hunter from his show if they tune in. They come to see me do a concert. They probably don't know who I am. And I want them to feel within two songs, oh, I'm comfortable, and, and this is enjoyable. And, you know, I've heard a lot of singers who can sing, but this guy's making me feel comfortable like I want to hang out. Uh, and he's right. You, you're on television, and you're the face of a game show. You have to be likable, and his mom is spot on. The last thing a host can be is, you know, I watched that game show, but that guy who hosted, what a jerk. People aren't yeah. going to hang out. They're not yeah. going to watch. Yeah. I, you know what, everybody, actually, I mean, everybody we can think of, every single host for 50 years, from Bob Barker and Monty Hall and uh, Tom Kennedy, all those guys were number one likable. People liked watching them. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they, all, they also all had the exact same same agent, too. I mean, uh, Fred Westbrook. Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, so uh, pretty much... So, Hunter, like I had mentioned, you're also uh, a uh, author. You you have a book out called TBH. Yeah, I do. I think Steve's daughters bought the only two copies that were sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in Wisconsin. <laughs> at least in Wisconsin. At least on that half of the United States. Um, the book's great. A few, really. Michael, have you read the book? No, I, I no, I, have, I haven't yet. Oh, you'd like it. it. You'd like it's it's really good. It's clever and it's entertaining. It's it's terrific. You should check it out. I'm yeah, so I wrote, uh, it's called TBH 51 True Story Collabs, and, it, you know, it sold more than that. I'm, I'm being a little bit, uh, a little bit coy there, but it, uh, it, it was just an opportunity to me to, to live a dream, which was to write a book with Scholastic. I don't, I can't imagine anybody my age specifically, and I'm sure a much broader demographic than that as well, but, um, could could be told that they could be a scholastic author and not be excited about it. So I knew that my star power at the time, I, was, I wasn't I was as big of a celebrity as the rest of my friends were even, let alone actual celebrities. But um, I knew that if I wrote a book, I'd want to I'd write it to be as inclusive as possible. Um, and that meant that I, there were stories that I couldn't share. There were stories that I you know, weren't appropriate for me to tell, or I didn't have that experience. Like we wrote us, you know, there's stories in the book about what it's like getting your first period. I couldn't write well, that. I remember mine. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten mine yet. I'm starting to think I never will. Uh, so I, I called a friend of mine who's a, a, an actress and she had the funniest story about that. Another buddy of mine, Ryan, 
wrote about, you know, something a little more serious. He wrote about losing his mother to cancer, which was, yeah. I mean, it's a devastating thing. And luckily, it's something that I've never experienced. But there's so many people out there who have. And I didn't want them to read my story. I, you know, people were going to read my stories about my parents and think, well, that that speaks to me and others weren't. And I wanted to try and make sure that, you know, some of the most important stories are being told. Uh, a Ricky Thompson, a buddy of mine, told me what it was like in the book, and, and we did the pre-interview on the phone. Um, but he told me what it was like coming out to his parents in a very conservative state as a young black man. And it, I mean, it's insane to think about the realities that everyone else goes through. And, and there are kids out there whose parents are like mine, and they try and expose me to everything. You know, my my mom and my dad are some of the most liberal-minded people um, in the world and just very open and, and accepting of everyone. Mm -hmm. And I don't think other I don't think all kids have that. I think some do and some don't. And I wanted to write a book where even if your parents hadn't told you about this yet or didn't want to tell you about this, that you could you could see that someone else is going through it. And, and Scholastic was also gracious enough that, you know, for every book we sold, we donated a Scholastic book to this great organization called the Pajama Program. And it came out, and uh, I wasn't a New York Times bestseller, but I did purchase a New York Times the same day that I bought a copy of my book. So I'm That's, a New York it, Times exactly, and almost the same. buyer. So also, Hunter... <laughs> and that alone... That alone puts you in a very unique category. Yeah. <laughs> also, Hunter, you put a review of your own book on Amazon. Yeah, I did. What did I say? Uh, I, I forget Buy my one. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's great or something like that. I, I, I know it was like two words that you had put, but uh, I, I found that interesting. I think I said, I think I said I might be biased, but it's pretty good. Oh, oh, yes, that's it. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, you know, again, it's it's. Selling a book in 2017 or 16, whenever I did that, you know, no one was going, hey, books are the new frontier. You're really tapping into something here. But it was an opportunity that I don't think, uh, you know, many people get, and, and I didn't want to squander it, so I put a lot of heart and soul into it. And it is a good book. Steve's right, and I'm surprised he said that because he can't read. So he That's must true. Pulled by his daughter. <laughs> yeah, my daughter said uh, if if you could read, you'd really like this dad. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I want to be a I part of your, your guys' family. I, I really do. I want to be a part of your guys' family. You can, you can for the right price. You can be a, a March, a Torme, or a March Torme. By the way, if you try it. If you buy into the family through me, it's going to be pretty pricey. You know what I mean? Because I'm, uh, you know, things have been going well. But if you really want to get a good in, you go to my brother. He's struggling for cash a little bit. He'll probably let you in the family for you like know, a seventy bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now let's let's talk about your show now, uh, Sugar Rush. Uh, What's it like uh, doing doing that show? Uh, do you get to taste a lot of uh, sweet things? Do you have like a really big time sweet tooth? Nice timing, uh, by the way, coming off Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very good. Hey, when is this podcast coming out, Michael? When are people listening to this? This is live, Hunter. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. Um, I will post this at the exact same time as I do... Uh, Steve's, so that'll be in about uh, four years. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, actually, ne next week. Next oh, week, cool. okay. There you go. So, Sugar Rush, uh, 
I don't have a huge sweet tooth, ironically. I mean, that's the most ironic show that I could host because, one, I'm not big into sweets. Two, I'm gluten intolerant. And three, I'm kind of dairy intolerant. And so the first season, I just kind of <laughs> grabbed the... Just kind of grabbed life by the horns, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat all the gluten, and I'll see how I feel. And it turns out I got pretty tired, and I got pretty uh, – it definitely triggered some of those symptoms. So, anyway, it's it's not my – it's not like the dream show in that way, but it is the dream show in that I am working with one of the best production companies in the world. I mean, Magical Elves, they produce Top Chef, uh, Project Runway, all these other shows that are amazing, and – you know, like I said earlier, when I did the Game Show Network show, I thought, well, this is it. And I was I was definitely, you know, upset when the show wasn't picked up and when, when people weren't tuning in as much as we had all hoped, um, which I don't know if this is appropriate to say about shows you were on. I'm going to probably get slapped on the wrist by someone. But um, I after that show came out, you know, I would tell my friends, like, hey, are you watching the show? And they'd be like, we don't have cable. And then I would tell my parents, and they'd be like, we're watching – but yeah, even right, my dad right. didn't have, you know, he didn't, no, no one really had Game Show Network cable out of my friend group. They were just too young, which is, you know, one reason the younger audience was hard to tap into is because they didn't have cable. Um, so when the show came out, I said to myself, I was, you know what I really want is a show on an on a OTT and over-the-top subscription service style channel like Hulu or Amazon or Netflix. Places where people are right now, especially people my age, um, and then I got the call from Magical Elves, and it was a Netflix show that was already greenlit. We and you did guys, it. I, and also, you guys. What have, was that? Yeah. So, so I was just going to say. I mean, you guys have had some really great guest judges as well. Uh, I'm looking at some of the list here. You've had Tom Hanks' son, Colin, on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've had uh, Mindy Siegel, Michael Showalter. The list just goes on, on and on of just all the amazing guest judges that you've had. Yeah, and they're going to get just better and better. I mean, I. You know, when the show came out, I had friends who were pretty big influencers reaching out to me saying they wanted to be on the show, and um, I just told them if there was a second season, they would be, and luckily, we got picked up for some more episodes, so we're shooting again in January, and we're doing another season or two, I'm not really sure yet, um, and it's just kind of an absolute dream show for me. And also, the top prize on that is also the same top prize as it was on, on Emo Genius, $10,000. $10, yeah. You know, which apparently, no matter how hard you try, you can't win if you're the host. You know, <laughs> yeah, which is too bad. But you sabotage all the contestants, and you still cannot win. I, I I think that that's what you should do, Hunter. Is do a celebrity uh, show for Sugar Rush, celebrity bakers. Yeah, good idea. idea. Actually, good idea. Not a bad idea. That nope. that'll give you some some kind of chance, hopefully, to be able to win. Win money. You get Tammy. You get Tammy Faye Baker and Howard Baker, and <laughs> Baker Mayfield, and ba you know, yeah, just people. Yeah. Just, uh, just a thought. You know. By the way, you tapped into Steve's one ability, which is to name celebrities who have Baker. Name Baker. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's the one thing I can do. Yes. But at least I've got something. There's, you know. Yeah. I, I hang go. my head on that. So uh, also, you. I do want to talk about your your talk show as well because you had mentioned that. Um, uh, talk about that and, and what it's like uh, work, uh, working on that. That, you know, I, I keep saying that each of these shows is a dream come true, but it's true. And, and this one, they just keep getting better in terms of, 
things that appeal to my sensibilities at the time. You know, I wanted the Netflix show so I could see what a full audience feels like, a global audience, and I got that. And, and then I wanted something where I could be myself because when you host a competition baking show, you're reserved in that, you know, you got you to gotta tell people when to bake and you got to tell them when to stop. And if you get a couple jokes in between, that's great. And you're lucky and, and you know, it's definitely uh, a, a good thing. But I wanted a show where I could be funny the whole time. And then I got this call from E. And E is obviously, as a host, a place where everyone said, well, when are you going to get a show with E? And I was like, whenever they call me. And so they <laughs> called me. And uh, we did the, we did a, a pilot that the execs loved it. It's a, it's a cheap show to shoot just because, you know, we're just sitting in a, basically in an empty conference room that we decked out as a set. And it's, it's incredible. My co-hosts are hilarious. Morgan and, and Nina, Morgan Stewart, and Nina Parker. So two of the funniest women I've ever met in my life. And I get to just, uh, sit in the middle of them and try not to just get run over with their comedy every single uh, week. Do you guys go out and eat afterwards? Um, sometimes it's, we have only done one episode and so, <laughs> well then one meal maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is actually we're getting drinks after uh, our show Friday. I don't really drink, but I'll be there. I, if they have water on tap. I'll be joining them. You Can know, I actually, join you guys Steve, for that? Steve. So. Yeah. Are you going to be in town? I, I would be for that. I'd fly in okay. for that. Steve, okay. so you have a nephew that does not have a sweet tooth, nor does he drink. Well, he's obviously not a March or a Torme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's lucky. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not missing anything on, on either front. He will, he will outlive all of us. Yeah, right. and I don't eat gluten either, so that's and really like... Either. Once I cut that out, you can't eat fast food anymore. You can't eat, I mean... No, you can't. Uh, became Hunter, Hunter are, are, are you kind of a, a vegetarian, per se? No, you can't. You can't be a vegetarian if you're gluten intolerant, because then you can't go out in public anymore. You can't do anything. I mean, you gotta. You kind of got to pick one if you want it to be easy on your body at all. Oh yeah. Well, you eat meat, right? I do eat meat. Yeah, I, yeah, I love. I so. I'll cook a cook up a steak. We had some hamburgers. We just bought a new grill. I think this is what your audience is kind of dying to know. We just yeah. bought a new grill, and uh, we put some hot dogs, hamburgers. We have a garden. And so we took these, uh, these like rounders, kind of like it's a mix between a bell pepper and like a jalapeno. And you basically scoop out the inside, you fill it with cream cheese, and then you grill it. And it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. What kind of a grill did you get? Oh, a Weber Spirit 2. Got to uh, do it. Three, three burner. a <laughs> boy. There you go. Hey, you know, I think you should tell Michael a little bit about your brother. Dylan? Um... Oh, well, he already knows. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if you just give him his, just his name, just something. Yeah. Sure. My, my brother, Dylan March, um, you know, I think when you have someone in the family like me <laughs> just trying to be funny all the time, the other one's bound to just be like, oh, that looks not fun. And uh, Dylan is hilarious, but he's not a he's not a front-of-the-camera type guy. In fact, he kind of just will work at a place for a year you know, save up $4,000 and then be like, all right, I'll see you guys in a couple of years. I'm going to go travel off $4,000 for, uh, oh, wow. for two years. And he did that. Uh -huh. I mean, he went to, he went to Asia for like, I don't know, three to six months. And then he went back for another three to six months. And then he's living in Australia. He's been there for like two years now. 
But he's finally coming back, uh, and I think it's because I'm finally. Um, I think he's trying to get some of my money uh, now that I've got a little bit coming in. <laughs> he is your brother. <laughs> he does, and I told him I was like, "You could live with me if you needed to. Absolutely, I want you to. We'd have fun." Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Steve is uh, well aware, but our family really is special in that. If we all did live together in a house, it would be one of the best times in the world. Yeah, we would have fun. We would have but fun. But Steve decided out of nowhere <laughs> to just move to the other side of the country. Um, and yeah. uh, and that kind of put a, a damper on things. But I've, I've visited him, and I'll visit him again. And, and, yeah, I mean, our family, we're very close. Very close and very funny. So, <clears throat> so Michael, oh, go ahead, so go Michael ahead, go ahead. quickly, um, so his brother Dylan... Um, also very bright, uh, like scary, good looking. I mean, has, would you agree he has, he has model looks pretty close? Oh, I'd kiss him. Yeah, I would, please. (laughs) Uh, he's, he's a really good looking kid. And so he goes over to Thailand to become a kickboxer. Okay. Because what you want to do is when you have really nice features is get hit in the face with someone's foot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was unbelievable to me. He didn't go there to become a kickboxer. While I know. He was there he was, but he he uh, yeah he's a good looking dude, and so uh, you know he'll be on the house flipping show with us, and that'll really be his only attribute. I cannot oh, yeah. wait. You, you, that would be. So you, you know wait, what? You got to do it with with dad. You got to do it with your dad and with with uh, Dylan. The yeah, preview would the be goal. that'd be really good. Yeah, that's the goal. I cannot uh, what wait was that, to, to see the show. Well, someone's got to buy it first, but well, okay, that's true. Uh, at that point, you let I'll let you know. Okay. Well, and also because Michael's got to be on it too, because Michael will now be a new member of the family. <laughs> so it'll be the four of you. Oh, thank that'd be you. cool. Good point. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, Hunter, is there anything uh, that I can promote for you? Got anything you're, else you're working on? Um, you know, if you can get that house flipping show made somehow, if you have a rich, rich sugar mama, sugar daddy somewhere, I have a sugar uncle. Pay for it. Good enough. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that, hey, that that was good. That was good, Hunter. I applaud you on that. It was fast. Steve, that was fast. I Steve tell you, counts for something. He yeah. is good, Steve. Um, he he's good. You know what? I I just want you to uh, promote. Yeah, the only thing that I want to promote. I one, I appreciate your time and you taking uh, you taking the interest in kind of my life and and my family's life. You know, Hal and Steve and Dylan and Jeff, but. The one thing that I ask is that um, let's give a shout-out to uh, just how good-looking Dylan is. If you could just say, kind of give a <laughs> shout-out to how good-looking Dylan is. That all he, he is. He's, uh, he's, he's the, the James Dean of the 2010s. I mean, Hunter's not, not right? that bad-looking either. No, Hunt, Hunter is the masculine version of his mother. And just that's barely a good, masculine. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Barely. I mean, it, yeah. it, depending on what feature you're talking about. Um, I think... Uh, <laughs> Dylan is, um, Dylan is, I, I might be handsome, but as soon as you put me next to Dylan, I'm like an ogre. That's how good looking Dylan is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. If, so if they, if they, monster. <laughs> you know, and by the way, you never see, I, I, I know other people in publications are talking about this, but you never see Tony Robbins and Hunter in the same room at the same time. There's a reason. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, Steve Michael? March Torme, everybody. Steve March Torme. 
Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll be here all month. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you, you carry on with Hunter. I uh, actually have somewhere I've got to go now. And thanks for having me on, guys. And nothing but continued success for my terrific uh, nephew. And, Michael, thanks for taking the time. Oh, thank you so much, Steve. Steve, please come back anytime. You got it. All right, Hunter. I'll see you later. I love you. Love you. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. So now hey. it's just us, Hunter. Finally, am I right? Oh, if it only on took call, us one that's... hour. It only took us one hour to get there. <laughs> um, yeah. What uh, is there? Anything else that I can answer for you? Or we did I do it all? I, I think you pretty much did it all. Um, I mean, I just want to say, what a family and a life that you were born into. Um, this uh, this is like everybody's dream to have like a grandfather that was on television, an uncle that's an entertainer, uh, a a guy who is now also following in his grandfather's footsteps. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, it is really incredible, and I'm very, very, very aware of that. And I, I know. I don't, don't plan on squandering these opportunities anytime soon. I know, I know. I mean, I, 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 so I have to tell you real quick. Uh, I used to be a uh, production assistant uh, out in Hollywood. I'm not sure if you know who uh, Bob Bowden is. He's a big name. Yeah, of course yeah, I yeah. know Bob Bowden. Yeah, Bob, Bob's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But anyways, so pretty much uh, I, I used to work with him and also do some other stuff on like uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And uh, I'm also trying to become a TV host. But I guess my last question for you would be uh, what advice would you give to someone who – wants to do what what you do, uh, maybe as far as TV hosting goes, or maybe even comedy? It's a good question. I, uh, you know, I, I, get, I get this question a lot in different forms, you know, from kids who want to be YouTubers and, you know, people my age who want to be more television hosts, maybe for E or for Netflix or whatever. And I, I always tell people that it is, uh, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do it's, it's one of the most difficult things to do to become an on-camera personality in any way actor singer host but if you really if you love it you love the trials you love the hardships you love getting close you love i mean for me i always tell you know i tell people i have i had the easiest going of it ever you know like i feel like i fell into it that's how it feels but when I really look back at my career, I worked at a company as an intern, and then I was—I worked 14 hours a day, every day, for years, and I would drive an hour into work every day, drive an hour back. Every, I mean, and I look back, and I—I—I I, I, I can see that I did earn it, and that I did work really hard. It just didn't feel like that because I was doing the thing that I'm absolutely meant to do, and I'm not doing it for the fame. I wish social media didn't exist because I, I don't care about that. I'm doing it because I love performing, you know, and if they weren't paying me uh, for some of these shows, I'd still probably, I'd do it. My team wouldn't let me, but I'd do it. Right. Um, and so I, if it's something that you're really passionate about, there's so many opportunities out there to be self-productive, to go ahead and get a video out on your Instagram or your YouTube and, and not just do it once and see if you get lucky and people recognize it. I did thousands, I'm not kidding you, thousands of videos, hundreds of live videos all on the Internet before someone ever gave me a chance. 
to do a video on television. And then from there, you know, I had to do television shows just to get to better television shows. And, and I still think I'm at the very beginning of my career. So all this work I'm putting in now, I can't even imagine what it's going to turn into uh, 10 years from now when, you know, I'll look back at this time and be like, wow, that all felt so easy at the time. But wow, I was grinding. So <laughs> if, it's something, yeah. if it's something you love, it's going to feel easy but it's not going to be, and you shouldn't expect it to feel easy. You just got to love every moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what uh, Steve was saying, as well as many others uh, that I've been very fortunate and lucky to interview uh, before you. I mean, um, basically, uh, they've all pretty much said the same thing. I mean, if you love, I mean, do it because you love it. Um, don't do it for, for the fame, because uh, a lot of the time the fame doesn't come. Uh, so pretty much... Uh, that's kind of that's kind of the uh, the main advice that I that I keep getting from from all entertainers that I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to interview. Yeah, that's definitely definitely in line with um, how I feel. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Hunter, uh, I think now now you've done it all. Uh, mission accomplished. Uh, so I do want to thank you so much for appearing on on my show. Of course. Thank you for thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks for asking such great questions, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again uh, when I have a you know a few more big shows. Yeah, absolutely. Just like I told your uncle, please come back anytime. You're more than welcome to come back on. All right, sounds good. And let me know when this comes out, and I'm excited to listen to it. All right. Uh, so uh, I do want to ask you one off the air question, real quick, and I'm.